0: Welcome back to the Black Letter podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify black letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast with me today, back in our studio. Well, still sitting here in our studio for <laughs> us, but for you guys, the next episode. This is the Black Letter Podcast. I have Tracy Polone of Element 84, which is polonium on the periodic table which uh, has 84 employees, and Polonium, the element, can be found inside of satellites, which is what Element 84 does. Satellites. I just helped them build their massive (laughs) marketing pitch. Tracy, thanks for coming back. So the last show, I did say that Tracy was the CEO. She's actually the president and CFO of Element 84, so I'm making that brief correction, but she is the co-founder, along with her husband, of the company. Tracy, thanks for joining us again, or I guess staying (laughs) here with me and not leaving. Um, (laughs) The end of last show, we talked a little bit about what you do, which is make big data from satellites understandable. You translate that for various organizations Mm -hmm. and manage the data and produce it. So where do you see Element 84 going? Not the periodic table Element 84, but the company (laughs) Element 84. Where do you see you guys going in the next five years, 10 years? What's what's the trajectory?
1: I mean, I think... I think there's a, I mentioned it at the end of the last one, but Mm -hmm. the application of the data, I think is really very, like, I think there's just the world is your oyster as far as taking that data and applying it. So what could you do? Um, I mean, pick your thing. Wildfires. I mean, here in DC last week, we experienced wildfire smoke for the first time in my life. And those, like wildfire data monitoring, you can do with all kinds of open data sets. And with climate change, there's just going, there's going to be a lot more of that, which is good for business, not good for us as a, as a world, but we can help with responses, making that more data-driven. Um, we've done some work there and want to keep doing more. Climate resiliency in general, I think is something I'd really love to see us get into. To, like my pipe dream, if we ever get there, is to go back to a little bit of my construction roots and that mm-hmm. there's a ton of resiliency work that needs to be done. And there's a lot of discussion about how to do that.
0: So explain resiliency work.
1: I was in Ocean City, New Jersey two weeks ago, and mm. they've started seeing at high tide their stormwater systems have started to flood. Okay. And they just raised a road a few inches. Those sorts of things, you know, the bridge washes out. Are you putting the same bridge ah, back? You should infrastructure you should put changes. A back. Yeah. yeah. Or retaining walls or whatever, being really smart about having a sense of not only where we've been, but where we're going to not put ourselves in repeated. So
0: know, if we can predict wave. the sea level is going to rise three feet in the next. 50 years we should be planning for that not fixing it each time a storm comes through back to where we were right so that's resiliency planning
1: yeah there's so a lot of
0: that. so that looking at using existing historical satellite data and forward-looking data together those data models is that what we we're talking about mm-hmm. to yep. help and, them predict what's needed
1: yes and 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 see what's happening in real time i mean you have to be cognizant of the time span and interpretation of the data is really, I think, a lot of the tricky part right now. Okay. Um, because if you go back, well, I mean, we don't have satellites that go back that far. But even, you know, sometimes you should be looking at hundreds, tens, fives of years and trying to figure out what's going to happen coming forward is really difficult. Right. But figuring out how to design for the future is something I think is a group we need to do, and I'm I would be really excited to see us do it.
0: Okay. And help do it. So shifting gears a little bit, let's talk about the business side of Element Eighty Four, yeah. and not uh, not so much the tech side. So. You recently acquired another yes, satellite data company mm-hmm. and uh, learned some things from that, had some experiences. What was kind of the, the key takeaway from that experience of acquiring another company? Because not many small companies acquire other companies. They usually get acquired. But you acquired another company of a like revenue size and brought it into your company.
1: Well, I had... So the entirety of my business education was... I, I did get an MBA from Georgetown, but I graduated in 2020. So like recent. Um, I took one class in mergers and acquisitions, so there was a lot of joking about that. (laughs)
0: while you were doing the acquisition? I
1: took it, no, like two years beforehand. I was totally prepared. Like, no, it's a totally different thing. I think from a business process side, one of the things that I appreciate now that I didn't then is there's just, there's a lot of stuff. You can sprawl a lot. And I think trying Mm -hmm. to get your arms around that I mean, I was on the acquirer side, so that's different, but having watched both sides of the transaction go down, like it's just a boatload of work even to write down here's like what we've got and what we do yeah, um so that was interesting. I think the biggest takeaway was it was like running two companies at the same time, and that was really hard
0: you mean during the yes. process, is it still like that now?
1: no it's getting i mean it's a, it it takes a while to right? process to get through the process merges for sure, and we're trying to be smart about. Picking the best of both. Okay. Um, the company we acquired, Xavier, was in business for twenty years. Okay. Before and we've been in business for thirteen, but that there's a lot of experience there, and we don't want to just you know throw okay, it away. Do it this way, yeah. So going through each of them and figuring out what, you know, this is how we do staffing, or this is how we do resource management, this is how we do accounting, like figuring out what the best of both worlds is and trying to carry that forward.
0: But for the most part, what you acquired with this company was their engineers, their existing engineers and their contracts for, and they do satellite data as well?
1: Yeah, they, yes, their work historically has been closer to the decision makers, which is part of what was exciting. Okay. So it's more, it's taking that data and making it closer to nonprofits and groups that are applying the data. And that's part of
0: what gotcha. we wanted to move
1: into. So. That's been really exciting to see, too, is how the data gets applied and what people can do with it on a day-to-day basis, because it's a very different sales—it's a different group of people you're selling to.
0: So if you could go back in time to just before you acquired this company, what would you do differently?
1: Last fall, Sleep More. Um, Sleep More?
0: Yeah, (laughs) Sleep More is probably good.
1: I think there's Sleep More. I think there's—I think being a little more realistic about how many random things were going to come up would probably be a good thing. I mean, we did the acquisition over the holidays, which— was a I think it's a the charge.
0: unknown unknowns. Yeah, Somebody famous once said you have the known yes. knowns and, and the, the unknown, unknown unknowns. unknowns.
1: There was a little bit of COVID in there. You know, people yeah. have like their personal lives. And, you know, in the back of my head, we knew it was holidays, whatever. But I think being a little more
0: realistic about how hard that was going to be would have been okay. better. But at the end of the day, it, 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 thus far, you've turned the corner. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic.
1: Now it's just taking this list of, it's working down the list and trying to figure out where how to prioritize things. I think that is.
0: So what advice do you have as, I mean, for anything from your career path, construction, pregnancy to <laughs> satellite data, or starting the company or running the company or acquiring another company, any of that, or contracting with the federal government, contra- contracting with the French government. What advice do you have for people out there that you think are kind of like, these are the things that, you know, I would, and I don't know if the MBA Helped you massively, or if you know, my your advice is go back to school and get an MBA or whatever it is. Do you have any thoughts for the listening audience? Yes, words of wisdom. Good, she said yes with Um, like a deep throaty like (laughs) O M G yes.
1: I think there's two things. One thing we've done that I think has served us well Mm -hmm. and was not on purpose, but was we've built the business to be as flexible as possible, so our fixed costs have always stayed low, and we tend to. To only put in as much process as we absolutely have to to keep going. Now, that's been a challenge post-acquisition because we put, we didn't onesie-twosie add people. We added a lot of things all at once. Right. So that's been right. a little bit tricky. But generally speaking, being able to stay flexible lets us meet customers where they are. Because sometimes things come in the door and people say, can you do this? And we weren't thinking we'd ever do that. Right. But it sounded like a great idea so we can respond. And keeping the projects stable in and of themselves, like keeping the projects organized and then using resources that come out of those, like the profits that come out of the contract to do stuff that will further the company longer term. So keeping gotcha. that flexibility has been really important.
0: I so think. flexibility. And in the business structure. And then you're also saying, so in the structure, mm-hmm. and then you're also saying you're reinvesting earnings as opposed yeah. to pulling earnings out all the time. Your, your plan is to grow this.
1: Oh yes. We've done that the whole time. We've been okay. bootstrapped since the beginning. Um so we don't we don't have any outside investors. No really debt, no We're outside debt. investors. Mm-hmm. No.
0: So that's first piece of advice. Anything else that you think you would share? I Flexibility being number 1.
1: I think being cognizant of your risk tolerance level okay. and planning accordingly. So I am not a risk I am a risk averse person. Dan is much more risk tolerant than I am. The balance there has been good I think because it has kept us from going too far in either direction. But We've had backup plans upon backup plans. We have money in the bank. We've always saved that in the beginning. We used to keep six months' salary for everybody in the bank in case wow. the customers
0: went away. Do you still do that? No, we don't do that. Okay,
1: <laughs> now what we do is we, do, you know, we're diversified across contracts. And I guess when it was the two
0: of you, that was a little easier.
1: <laughs> yes, um, yeah. We, I mean, for a while we kept doing that. So when we hired somebody, it was like, okay, I guess we just, we just got to wait till the savings account floats back up. Whoa. Um, but that was what let, if you, that's what let me sleep at night. And if, yeah. you have, if you have in the back of your mind, if you're really, really worried about something, you can't look forward and do what's best for the business. So I think being honest with yourself about where your risks are and how you feel comfortable about them uh, is really important because there's a lot of things that people, like, I don't know, this is a silly example, but when we went into our office, we had to buy a bunch of furniture. Furniture is really expensive. The advice was to lease the furniture. And... Then you get to write off the interest and you don't pay for all the cap. But then I have a debt and we didn't want debt. So we just bought it. And at the time, everybody's, the furniture dealer was like, what are you doing? And I was like, making it so I can sleep at night. But now I don't have to worry about paying that down. So right. it's, a different, it's a different mindset. But sort of respecting that in yourself, I think, is really important because otherwise you're going to make yourself crazy.
0: Okay. So flexibility, risk understanding management. your own risk tolerance, and how to manage your own risk tolerance. Yeah. I guess. Sure. Is that part of it? And do you have a, a third overarching point?
1: <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous, but people always quit on Fridays. Okay. Um, they do. Makes sense. It, d- it's I mean, not it a thing sense. you think about. I have a whole thing about we don't do bad news at the end of the week because I don't want to send people bad news and then they yeah. sit it the weekend and they feel miserable. Bad news always comes out early in the Fair. week. Fair. Okay. But the opposite of that happens to you as a leader because people hit you with bad news at the end of the week frequently. That has been my experience. So, I think the bigger like, takeaway is understand that you can control things coming out of you as much as possible to help manage your team, but you end up not being on the receiving you end of the situation. You have to absorb the bad. Yes, yes. Is that, you have the, to is that the third
0: point? You have yeah. to, as a leader, you have to absorb the bad and,
1: and, and try and buffer your team from and it. And
0: buffer your team. Yeah. Okay. I love Which that. Is tough. I mean so so if I were to summarize the three things that have made you successful or do you have a fourth or is no, those I think I'm good now. The three? Okay, you think That's you're good. good? Let's we'll stick with three. I think so flexible business structure. Yep. Um understanding your own risk tolerance and how to manage that risk tolerance mm-hmm. in a sensible way, which can mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is People quit on Fridays. I think that's the easiest way to remember it. Yep. But the people quit on Fridays saying, I guess, is that you have to, as a leader, absorb bad news on a bad day to absorb bad news and buffer your team from it. Yep. So I like that, though. People quit on Fridays. Yep. And it's true. Because (laughs) if if you were quitting, wouldn't you quit Quit on on a Friday? Friday? I would, because, like, that's, you know, I'm going to go out and have a drink. I'm like, I just quit today. I told my (laughs) boss, Tracy, to shove it, take her satellite data. And send it to NASA. And, and I'm going to another company and going to look at the same data, yeah. but for somebody else. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tracy. I loved having you on the show.
1: Thanks. I really
0: appreciate the time. And please say hi to Dan. I will. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And those few of you who are watching us on YouTube, thank you for watching <laughs> us on YouTube and seeing our lovely faces. We'll see you next time on the Black Letter Podcast. Download us wherever you get your podcasts, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you like. We'll see you next time on the Black Letter. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And check out our website at blackletterstudios.com.